Time now for the podcast you've grown to love. It's All That Ish. With your boy DJ Wig. The crew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's your man DJ Wig. Oh man, we got a great show for you today. It's a it's a good one. I'm telling you, it's a good one. We have a uh, a special guest all up in here. But before we get to that, you know, I gotta do it um, because I got folks up here, so it's it's got to be done. All right, we got uh, my cousin up in the joint. Cut. Yo, you heard it that time? Did you hear it that time? Because you was complaining last time. I heard it that time. Thank <laughs> you very much. No doubt, Lessons. no doubt. <laughs> this dude. Well, we also uh, got the the one and only... Dr. Brooks, a.k.a. AKA Macaroni Tony. And then we got Cleveland, but guess what? Because I reformatted my disc, I don't got your name, so I'll just say Cleveland. <laughs> That is so messed up. I apologize, man. Yeah, I'm back to being a peasant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. This is why y'all ain't heard from oh, me. Oh, so man. Hey, yeah, man. A, hey, a lot has happened, man. A lot has happened. So you're going to have to forgive us, man. It, it A lot of stuff has happened. All right. But, but we got we got a lot to talk about today. We're gonna to talk about Terry Crews and his apology. We're gonna talk about uh some black people rules. We also gonna talk about the cigarette ban. But before we get into all of that, somebody uh somebody got me loud as on the way. I'm gonna need you to hit mute, man. Before we get into all of that though, uh please give a round of applause for this next person. He is currently the director of policy ad, the advocacy group and the uh the of the ACLU of Washington uh he leads the development of the uh, ACLU Washington's policy goals on ending the school to prison pipeline and reforming juvenile justice y'all give it up for the one and only Kendrick Washington the 2nd Chilling, man. Hey, now, now, for all of y'all who don't know, me and this gentleman, we go back, yo. We go back to like ninety cm, man. Ninety cm. Uh, and he left me. He looked like he bounced, man. (laughs) (laughs) They say, look, they say, leave no man behind. My man just was like, look, I got bigger and better things to do. So he bounces, goes to school, becomes a lawyer, and handles his business. Um, like he's like, he was in the trenches, like defending folks and just trying to, trying to, trying to help the situation out. But now you, you're doing big things. Uh, and I can't be mad at that. You're in Washington. Tell us a little bit about this stuff that you do for the ACLU. I'm going to play dumb, uh, right now. And it's pretty easy at this point, but, uh, what is the ACLU of Washington? First of all, man, you ain't going to be out here reckless with my name. <laughs> I'm not, talking about I bounce, DJ Wig, <laughs> a.k.a. The Wiggler, a.k.a. Early in the Morning, a.k.a. Mr. Steal Your Girl. Oh, um, oh shit. Listen. He knows you very well, I see. Hey, man, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't hard to see. 
hard to tell. Oh, no, man. I mean, man, you know what I'm doing now is just you know on a trying to trying to affect change on a larger level, right? Like I spent my time in the trenches. You know, as a public defender, um, even representing kids at school hearings, you know, just all all the various ways you can represent somebody one on one. And like, I loved it. But, you know, at some point you realize that, like, I'm gonna have to do this forever. And my goal is not to have to be trying to keep kids away from police forever. Right. And so, you know, now where I'm at, I'm running the policy groups. So, you know, I'm talking immigration, technology. Um, youth, all the youth stuff you said, um, policing, et cetera, and really just trying to put policies and systems into place or dismantle systems that are currently in place to try to to try to make it better for folks, you know, on some race, racial equity joints, um, on some just all the fairness, you know, but like kids in particular are sort of like the lifeblood to me, right? Like you start beating down these young black youth before they even get out of middle school and like what hope do they have? Right. And so that's what I'm always concerned with. It's like trying to save these young people um, and not even really save them, but trying to teach them how to save themselves. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, oh, I got to mention this. Henny Love from up above is in the house, y'all. It's upsetting me in my home, girl, because we feel like, well, damn, if you can't go to better no chase, where the hell could you go? Anyway. What, what, what the hell? <laughs> what? You ain't like that? <laughs> you didn't like it? That was yeah, dope. Was so that was all right, dope. all right, all right. Here, here you go, then. <laughs> you happy? Yeah. Dang. I thought it would Yo, be you funny. You need to give me that hen and no joint. <laughs> 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 uh, Tough room, man. Tough room. But you were on. You were. You were recently on uh, NPR, and there was there was some stuff that you said on there. Give uh, talking about some stuff that's what's happening in the school district and stuff like that. Uh, would you care to kind of, kind of give folks a, a recap of the dilemma, if you will, in Washington? <laughs> I mean, there's so many, man. I'm trying to remember, I try to remember which dilemma you're, you're referencing, but there's a couple of different things, right? So a lot of the school districts here in Washington, not a lot, but some of the school districts here in Washington have actually managed to get the police out of the schools. So like hats off to them, right? Yeah. But now the schools are fighting back in a different way. There's actually a school district where the chief of police <laughs> has, has sent the school a letter and tried to start an, an invest a federal investigation because they're saying that the school isn't doing their duty as a mandated reporter when they don't call the cops on kids. <laughs> Wow. Now, this is some stupid shit, right? Because we all understand that, like, a mandated reporter is supposed to be about a youth, right? Like, a kid comes into your class, you see he's got a black eye, and he told you his daddy did it, or, you know, one of your students is, you know, showing the signs of maybe being physically or sexually abused. Like, that's the sort of stuff mandated reporting is for. Not two kids getting a fight, and then you break it up. And what it is, really, is the ch chief police, and I'm going to call him by his name, Chief Mitel. <laughs> Um, the chief police is salty because the police got kicked out of school, so that's money they don't get no more, right? Mm. So now he's so desperate to get that money, so desperate to just get in there and fuck with kids. If, I hope I can say that on your podcast. Oh, yeah, um, we good. Yeah, it's wide open. Okay. Uh, that he's literally <laughs> making up shit that no lawyer can wrap their mind around. Like, he's straight up making up shit. Like, the reporter, one of the reporters I talked to asked me, she was like, she read me a sentence, and she was like, can you tell me what that means? And I was like, listen, each of those words was English. 
I know the definition <laughs> of those independent words, but as they were formed in that sentence, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Wow. She didn't use that quote. I was a little salty. Uh, <laughs> I'm not playing with this dude. I'm like, I'm not afraid of him. I go into his town. He can have the police follow me. I don't, I don't care, man. Like, it's, they're just, it's, it's crazy bullshit they're on. What um, school district is this? Because I live in Washington, too. I live Spokane, in man, out in eastern Washington. You know, damn near. That I am not surprised. Right? Ooh, I remember we went out of town and saw so many Trump and Trump signs, but neither here nor there, but I got you. I got you. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's a solid group of people over there really putting in work. You know, the NAAC is, NAACP is Spokane, this group um, called SCAR. You know, there's really good people in, like, the heart of Spokane, but that valley around it, I'm not going to say there's good people, but they got different ways of living and thinking. I'm going to just leave it there for now. Mm. Mm. Okay. Um, but, uh, well, let me let me say say this because, I mean, I don't want him mad either. Pistols. <laughs> Pistols on the call. Y'all. Bang, bang. <laughs> he's, he's on. I should have hey, hit, sure. hit him with it. Um, but before before I ask another question, if anybody else wants to jump on and uh, ask ask a question, please by all means. If not, I, I got another question. All right, cool. Going once, going twice. That's three. Uh, here we go. <laughs> As a lawyer, I'm sure there are some things that people of color should understand about the judicial system. Could you could you drop some gems for us? <laughs> I mean, there's so much to understand, right? But I think the first thing, like, you can never really lose track of the fact that that system ain't for you. I mean, it's for you in the sense that they designed it to beat you down, but there is nothing inside the system that was built to save you, to help you, to aid you. There's a reason the system is chewing us up and not them, right? Yeah. So you you walk into that space knowing like nobody in that shit is your friend, right? Not the judge, not the prosecutor, not the cop, not the probation officer. And real talk as a former public defender, it hurts me to say this, but sometimes not even your public defender. Dang. Right? So, you know, there's, I mean, I know it sounds dumb and cliche, but the best system advice is do everything in your power to avoid that shit. Because, like, it, none of it's, none of it's light, right? None of it's light. You know, you think it's light, and then you, they're like, oh, yeah, I just got, you know, I got probation. Cool. <clears throat> and then they hit you with this list of rules and shit you got to follow to stay on probation. And then your probation officer is on the hunt, man, like looking to set you up to, to fail you. Because if you could do three, you could be on probation for four years and you could do three years and six months of your probation. Perfect. And then fuck it up on the three year and seven month. And then have to go serve that whole jail time because your probation officer violated you. So do you have an example of how that situation could happen? Yeah, I mean, so it really it really depends, right? Like what I see it a lot with is if you if you get picked up for any other offense, even if you haven't been found guilty, right? Like, like driving without be, a license or something like that or something. Yeah, just be but just being charged with a new offense could be a violation of your probation. You might not have even done it, right? So like maybe you're on probation for, I don't know, selling weed or something. And then your baby mama calls and says, you slapped her. New charge. They can violate your probation just for getting arrested. Forget if he was innocent or guilty. Just for getting arrested. 
happens all the time. See, that's the that, that's the real. You you dropping some gems for real. That's crazy. It's bananas. And you that's get a hard. hearing, right? So like you have a hearing and your attorney can sort of fight it and they can be like, but like the hearing itself is like the least official trial. Like I'm in there doing this probation hearing trying to show, yeah, this dude new dude picked up a new charge, but just saying he hasn't even been found guilty is enough. Mm-hmm. Now I gotta almost fight that new charge. Like, look, listen, judge. He was like six blocks away. I got these two witnesses. I can say he was six blocks away. There's almost no chance he's going to be found guilty of this. Don't hold this new arrest against him, right? But it's like, but you got to figure out a way to argue that case in the probation without giving away too much just in case you have to go to trial on the real shit. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it's a setup, man. The whole system is a setup. Like, I'll be the first one to say the whole shit needs to be abolished and blowed up and... I will just pause quickly to say here, um, <clears throat> these views are the views uh, and expressions of Kendrick Washington II and Kendrick Washington II alone. These views are not the expressed views of the ACLU of Washington. Thank you. All right. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the fact that you already got that thing set up and ready, this is like, bro. <laughs> oh, you know I'd be out here wilding. My, com- my communications director is probably going to hear this somehow and call me up in his feelings later, but oh well. I did have a question to ask. What's up? So as a lawyer, as a black lawyer, do you find it difficult to, I guess, believe in the system that you're using to help other people like us navigate it? Like, do you still, did you think it's, is it, is it set up for us? Are we going to fail? Like what, how is it? <clears throat> like, yeah. So I mean, it depends. the process, I guess. I mean, it depends which of the systems we're talking about, right? So okay. there's the criminal defense system, which really is just set up to fail, right? But I, I swallowed doing being a public defender every day because I knew I was it for that person, right? Like if I wasn't in there fighting like hell for them, then that was all that was all they had, right? Like I remember when I came out of law school, I was making less than I made in the army. I was making like forty five thousand dollars a year in Boston as a public defender, right? Um, but, but I knew I was still part of that situation, this, the system, right? I knew I gave validity to it. Every time I won a trial, which was often surprisingly, I gave validity to the system because they could say, oh, look, see, if they have a good attorney and it's done right, they don't go to jail. The system works, but that wasn't really, but that's not really what the system is about because 90, 90 ish percent of the time they shouldn't have been being represented by me to begin with, right? Like all those ass weed charges. They tried to hem up this kid for three years for, quote unquote, stealing a bicycle, like just like on the bullshit. And so now the systems I work in are political and I will be the first to say our political system is also mostly trash. But now the way I approach the work is through a community focus, right? Like I'm not your typical, you know, ACLU policy head in some state sitting in an office is like, oh, I wonder what would be a good idea to do for the black community today, right? Like those days are, those days are long and gone, right? I'm actually out there talking to community members saying, what do y'all need? What do you want change? How can I take the privilege that I have of being at this organization and and their funding and their money and their people, and how can I put that to work for you? And so to me, that's a different thing because now we're looking at community systems and we're trying to put money in the hands of community members. We're trying to put, <clears throat> more importantly, decision-making in the hands of community members because like the hood don't need me. 
right? Like, I'm not from the hood. Like, it's probably obvious at this point, right? Like, <laughs> I'm not from the hood. I can't pretend that I always understand every bit of the struggle. So why should I, just because I'm Black, be asked to speak on behalf of a community that I'm not really a daily, I'm not really part of on a daily basis, right? And so making mm. sure that decision-making falls into the hands of community leaders um, and money. I'm going to keep talking about the money. Money falls in the hands of those community leaders is really what's important. Mm. I have a question. So I think that, well, I know that we are targets as Black males especially and have had our situations where we have been involved with the police. So my question is what advice would you have for somebody if they do find themselves in a jam? Like, like honestly, inter like interactions with the police, like you say, supposedly <laughs> stole a kid that supposedly stole this bike, and the kid's not thinking of five, or you know, I'm not gonna say anything until I talk to a lawyer. They're just scared because the cops are bracing them. So, yeah, I mean, so the, like my number one advice, and every time I hear what should I do? The first thing that comes to my comes to my mind is shut the fuck up. Like mm -hmm. literally the best thing you could do for yourself when you interact with the police is shut the fuck up. And I don't know if any of y'all have had interactions with the police or you got family that have, but that, ask yeah. yourself or yeah. ask them, have you ever talked your way out them handcuffs? Once no. they snap them on, have you ever <laughs> talked them off your wrists? Never. Right? No. Like it's not a fucking thing. It doesn't happen, so shut the fuck up because everything you're saying is not fucking helping you. Once them cuffs get slapped on, I promise they're not coming off until your lawyer comes through and helps get them off, right? So, you know, keeping the lips pressed together. Um, un understanding that, like, none of your shit, no matter where you come in life, how privileged you are, none of that shit's gonna save you, right? Like, I got jumped on by some police in what? Tw summer 2016. Crossing the damn street. And I'm wearing like khakis and a polo shirt. I'm looking about as Carlton as a nigga can look, right? Because I was going to a, this weird ass event with these white people. So I was like, let me do their shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> it still got jumped from the police. Tax paying, law abiding attorney. But they don't, they don't see none of that when they, when they decide to jump out, right? Um, mm -hmm. I, would, I would say the other thing too, you know, in terms of sort of dealing with, sort of dealing with the authorities is... Uh, <clears throat> just keeping your composure as much as you can. And I, I hate to say that shit, right? Because even then, I know keeping your composure ain't going to save you. It just might lessen some of the abuse. <laughs> and it's hard to ask a people that's been oppressed and beat down to fucking keep their composure, <clears throat> which is why I always circle back to keeping keeping your mouth shut. Like, there's literally nothing. there's literally nothing you can do. We are targets. The system was designed to target us, right? Like you go back to the slave catching days. Like police are literally descendants of slave catchers. You can't argue that it was it is not designed to target us, right? Like it was literally descent, they're literally descendants of slave catchers. Designed to oh. shiny badges. Shiny badges. Wow. Shiny badges, goofy accents. I mean, the biggest gang on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, staying quiet is, is cool, but that's when they hit you with the oh you think you tough, <laughs> yeah oh you you bad huh? Oh gosh. I mean you know what I mean but they got but like it's 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 a it's a zero sum game either way right if you talk they're just finding shit to use against you if you're quiet 
they mad at you for being quiet, right? Yeah. But like it's long game, right? Like the quieter you are, the harder it is for them to to build up a case against you. Yeah. Mm. You know, and so I mean, like all I ever and like and I just the only thing I ever say is I want my lawyer. I want my lawyer because once you assert that right, they're supposed they're to shut supposed the to shut up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and if they don't, then that's something your lawyer can use, right? So by saying I want my lawyer, you're setting them up. If they fuck around and keep fucking with you, and if you got a halfway decent attorney, they know how to remedy that shit. A lot of evidence can get tossed out when the police are violating um, your right to an attorney and your right to remain silent. You know, so if you're trying to shut up and they're beating you into talking, like a good a good lawyer can work with that. Yeah, a bad lawyer can work with that honestly, <laughs> if they want to. <laughs> if they want to, right? But you need to know that. Remind them. Yeah. I feel like working today. You know what? I'm going to use that. That's that gen. Hey, I got to I got to mention that uh Beat the Savages in the building, y'all. Yeah. And Cleveland, look, Cleveland came back, so I don't know what that's about. He must have told him he had to, uh he had an appointment. I don't know. Can he in charge. He can do what he wants to do. Oh yeah, that's right. He is in charge. <laughs> large and in charge. Did I say large? My bad. I mean, right though. Well, I know you. What did you just say? Something? Huh? Listen to that nigga fat. That's what I said. Oh, that's right. Damn. God damn. <laughs> Jeez. I miss. I miss four episodes. Bruh, <laughs> you was tardy, y'all. You tardy. Where you been? Man, you ain't got to miss four episodes to get clowned by a wig. I'll never forget the time I was, I missed one show. I was late and he called me up on the phone and was like, yo, man, where you at? And I'm like, oh, I'm coming through. I'm coming through. And then I never came through. And the rest of the show, he just kept playing that loop of me saying, I'm coming through. Every five minutes, he's like, I don't know where he is. And he played that loop of me saying, I'm coming through. Like he, he always been on this nonsense. Don't, don't get it twisted. Nonsense. You know what though? Just for just for Cleveland though. It's upsetting me in my home, girl. Cause we feel like, well, damn. If you can't go to better no chase, what the hell? Cause you go. Oh gosh. Oh, I had to, man. I had to. I feel like we gotta go to better no chase. We do. We you know what? We need to do a show from Bella no chase. But we, Nigga, we probably shot at Bella no chase. I was just about to say, bro. <laughs> Where in the hell is? This Bella No Chase, and how do Some, I get there? Somewhere in uh, Louisiana. What's in Shreveport? Okay. Oh, no. Probably can't get shot there, but we should go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting That's a risk you. I'm willing to take. Hey, at least if we get into too much trouble, man, we got a lawyer. <laughs> he I like, even let, let me get that pro bono works, Pampin. <laughs> oh, hey, oh dang. Hey. Yo, he hit me with the sinister laugh. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kendrick, Kendrick. Kendrick, I um I co-chair the um political strategy committee for the Black Collective out in Pierce County. Ooh, here's so, County. I didn't even know y'all had black people out there. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> come on out. Come out and find out. Come out and find out. Nah, I don't know. Nah, y'all, 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 Pierce County Sheriff and Prosecutor play too much, man. I'm going to stay right up here in King County. Hey, hit him with the sinister laugh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm saying? 
<laughs> Y'all on that shit. <laughs> that's that old Kung Fu. That's <laughs> that Kung no, Fu. But going, going back to what my man has said about what you could do when you get picked up. So one of the things we actually did here in Washington just this, um, just last year, we passed a bill for the kids where the police can't even get the kids can't even consent to talking to the police until they talk to an attorney, right? Yeah. So when the police wants to talk to the kid, they now have to read the kid his rights, then they have to say, hold up, before you're allowed to consent to talking to me, here's here's the phone, I'm calling the attorney hotline, go talk to this attorney first, and then you can decide if you wanna talk to me, right? Because we know a lot of kids get hyped up and tricked into situations yeah. where they waive their rights, and so now what we've done is we made it so they can't even waive their rights until somebody like me gets on the phone and is like, yo, Ooh. shut the fuck up. Don't talk to that motherfucker. Yeah. Your mouth shut. yeah. There's a, I don't know if anybody has seen it, but there's a show called uh, 61st Street. Um, nope. Oh, hey, hey man, check it out. It, it is pretty much what he, what Kendrick has described uh, because the there's a lawyer in the show and the guy gets picked up and he the last thing he tells him as the cops are 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 taking him away is don't say anything like don't mm-hmm. say anything but of course when he gets into the interrogation room there's all kind of uh talking and overspeak and saying a bunch of stuff that this teenager does not understand and he gets yeah. himself in a in a worse kind of predicament he ends up signing some stuff and and the show is still going on. It's a series, so I don't know what what's what's going on now. But uh, Yo, check it out, man. Check it out. Let me hit you with the most unbelievable thing you've ever heard. And if you don't believe me when I tell you this story, because that's how insane it is, you can Google it, right? So when I'm talking to kids, I'm always saying you have to be very clear when you say you want a lawyer. You say I'm expressing my right to remain silent, and I want a lawyer, and then end the sentence after the word lawyer. So down in Florida, right? Because everything happens in Florida. A kid said to a cop, yo, I want my lawyer, dog. The court ruled that he did not express his right to an attorney because he said he wanted a lawyer, dog. And And it was reasonable to believe that he had just asked for a canine lawyer. I knew you were going to say that. That is wow. like when I first read that, I was like, "No, this is bullshit. It's bullshit." Google it; it's out there. Like that's how fucking that's how that's how bad they want to do us. That's how you know it's a fucking setup. When I say I want but my that, lawyer dog, and they're like, "There's no such thing." But as that'll a make dog. that'll make for a dope ass <laughs> Disney movie, though. <laughs> Where the, the, the dog shows up and the this dog got the little briefcase and shit. Boom! Dog's man. like. Bark once for guilty and not guilty. Oh, yeah, we need to write this script. Oh boy! Oh, uh, lawyer hey, dog. I don't I'm think Cuba Gooding Jr. Though. gonna be able to do it though. You know what I'm saying? Oh, come on, man! <laughs> <laughs> you didn't mean how you know that, man. I had to, man. You know what I'm saying? I had to. You know he'd be in there. He would have been in it. He too busy. Tay Diggs is still out there doing nothing. He got American. He got, uh, what's that show? All American. He he doing all right. They're going to put Tay Diggs in Lawyer Dog? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be a dope-ass movie. Oh, man. Trash. I'm not watching it. Trash. Hey, 
I will say this. I know you are a a okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, let me stop. Uh, hey, I know you uh, hey, Kenny, I know you're a big busy man, but if you would like to stick around and hang out with us, we would love to have you. Yeah, man. I'm I'm here for it. All right, cool, cool, cool. Let's let's go ahead and, and change change speeds if we, if if you will. Um let's talk about this this cigarette ban. Now the, the FDA is trying to ban all menthol cigarettes as well as mm-hmm. flavored cigars. Now, just to throw some stats, I'm gonna throw some stats before we get into this. Uh according to the FDA and the CDC, eighteen point six million, uh that's like roughly thirty six percent American smokers smoke them menthols, them newports, them cools. Um yeah. 54% of youth smokers smoke menthols. And we're talking 12 to 17-year-olds. Uh, 74% of the youth that smoke cigars say it's because they like the different flavors. All right. Now, let's let's dial it in just a touch more, if you will. 85% of the, the, the folks who mess with menthol, 85% of them are black. 35% are white. Females make up 40% of the menthol smokers, whereas males are only 31%. Now, let's look, look, look at this one. 29.6% of the LGBTQ plus community that smokes is smoking menthols. All right. Now, the argument mm-hmm. is you got to look at the drop in sales versus this supposed uptick in crime yeah what say y'all uh you okay so you say supposed uptick in crime yes dude. yes yes by, by this band coming through uh supposedly there uh there's going to be an uptick in crime i think that yeah. there, there's is it possible sure people going to be selling lucy's and everything else i get that but them sales them, them dropping sales oh that's going to be a bigger hit can't have that. I mean, it's a good thing that we have a lawyer here to help discuss some of this, but um, I really don't think that it's it's going to be as drastic as everybody thinks it is. You know it's been people, done before already, right? I think people will probably learn to adapt. If, they, if regular cigarettes are available, motherfuckers are just going to start smoking. Regular regular yeah, yeah, but they already showed that regular cigarettes aren't as addictive or I shouldn't say aren't as addictive because um, yeah. they may be equally addictive, but the whole mental cooling sensation makes it yeah, yeah. a little more palatable. So if they switch over, they might be like, mm, I'm not feeling this. Now, like but I said, it's already been done before. Canada did it in 2016. Yeah. And the, in the, in the, in the sales was this down. Mm-hmm. People, yeah, well, people quitting was yeah. on the up. But menthol cigarettes, at least from from what I understand, are the last, I guess, the last of the flavored cigarettes, not cigars, but flavored cigarettes. And the only reason why we still have menthol cigarettes is because of, I guess, from when you saw like some of the other articles, black lawmakers, um, they still needed donations from big tobacco. So they kind of just let that slide. But the fact that us not being able to smoke menthols is probably going to save 
many lives. Yes. I think that kind of out, outweighs motherfuckers out there searching for Lucy's. But I guess to answer your original question, is it possible for crime to happen? I mean, I guess so. If they're going to continue to make, you know, menthol Lucy's and that shit goes underground and then you see yeah. a nigga on the street with a with the menthol and the cops like, where the hell did you get that from? Like Mexico. that nigga's going to you gonna have to get real close to your mouth to see that you smoking a, a hey, Newport. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. When you started talking about uh, menthol, this, then, the third, I did check your profile picture to see if your lips was black because I couldn't. <laughs> I, I couldn't remember. I, I'm gonna just be honest. That's I did check because hey. he because he was like the way you said it, talking about like hearsay, like like yeah, it could be like bro. And I was like, let me. Oh, okay. no, I did. I smoked. I that that used to be my main my main cigarettes. I what Newports? Newports. Yeah. Newports. I Newports. smoked Newports for, for a couple years. I bet you did. Yeah. I bet you did. You know why? Because they targeted your ass. That's what I want to say. Like, motherfuckers are mad about this. Like, people are going to be picketing, talking about their right. Like, there's an started. example of people being mad about the. Exactly. Oh, my God. I'm not even fucking surprised about that. Yeah. It's like being upset about the wrong shit, you know? What do you mean okay. they're taking away uh, Mad Dog 2020? This is some bullshit. It is my okay, right. So it's my right to kill myself. Be a motherfucker, black <laughs> are they going to ban the cigarettes or are they, they going to discontinue making them? They're yeah, supposedly I mean, banning them. So if you can't, if you can't yeah. sell them and you can't make them in, the, in America, then they're going to be getting the Mexican joints. Avocados Maybe. from Mexico. Oh. Them M and M's. Okay, so with with that, <laughs> the blue tie. Um, <laughs> go ahead and ask ask Kendrick. Is that possible? If something is is banned, something as simple as a menthol cigarette is is banned, is it possible for individuals to get picked up for the cops and or jailed for that? Mm. I mean, you were read. You were sort of reading my mind, right? Because. It, the, the question is: If you ban cigarettes, what else do you ban? Are you banning the selling of them? Are you banning? Are you banning the production of them? Are you banning the distribution of them? Right? If you're just banning this, this, yeah. If you're banning the sale of menthols and you don't ban the distribution of them, then it's a lot harder to pick people up for it, right? But if you're banning the sale and distribution, which is how they usually tend to do these things, and they ban something. Um, then yeah, you're you're. I mean, what you're basically doing is you're replacing. It sounds like you're replacing marijuana to me, right? It's like, oh, we can't bust cats for weed anymore because weed is starting to be legal in so many states. But we can bust them for selling these menthols because we're banning the sale and distribution of it. Um, you know, the question is, would they also ban the possession? If they ban the possession, it's it's lights out. If they don't ban the possession, then there's nothing to stop. There's no way to prove that an average per- where an average person got their menthols from, and therefore it's a lot harder to like to sort of stick them. But I will say it's it's interesting because I I took a quick peek around just to see, you know, what some other attorneys are saying, and like you don't have a constitutional right to smoke cigarettes, right? Like Dang. there's no there's no constitutional protection under which this falls, right? Like it's not a free speech issue, it's not a due cost. Do um, do cause issue. It's not an equal protection issue because smokers are not a protected class. Um, you know, so it can get real tricky. I just, I really can't fucking see it. Like, I think it's a lot. Of, I think it's a lot of fucking talk, but um, we'll see. 
Hey, it, it people were saying it was a bunch of talk too when they were talking about you ain't gonna be able to smoke in bars. Right, right, <laughs> but right. but it happened. Yeah. Right, yeah. I'm not saying airplanes. It was only like what forty years. Yeah, ago. You, you, you could smoke. You used to could smoke on the airplane, and so yeah, I remember it's crazy. Ashtray. I remember ashtrays in the um airplane seats. Yeah, right there in the the armrest. Yep, yep, exactly. It's like in the Cadillacs. Mm-hmm. You flick it up. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. Look, they go another smoker. <laughs> Hey, they but, still have them in some of the cars they sell over in Japan and other countries. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, smoking is huge overseas. Um, the it just I don't know. It just gets it just gets ugly when you think about it. Because uh, I just remember the billboards and stuff like that. They used to be uh, talking about Newports and Cools. Yeah, um, I have a pleasure. Yeah. yeah, it's just like golly, like they was always showing us. I don't recall ever seeing a white person on a on a billboard to advertise those cigarettes, right? Menthol? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, yeah, I don't. Sports Illustrated, I don't remember. Usually it was like in, um, you know, they would, obviously they would target us in like Ebony Magazine, Jet Magazine. Right. Yep. Like all that shit. And it was, of course, those are geared towards us. Yeah. You know, no, but I it's remember seeing it though. That like, cigarette has been, been marketed towards you us. You saw a white think, person in a cool uh, advertisement? I have uh, in the Sports Illustrated because it was so goddamn rare. Like, yeah, there's a, white, there's a white person talking about a live of pleasure smoking new voice. It's like Barbie Dang. and Ken. So really, yeah, but that, that had but that was that's the universe in my mind. Yeah, that's why it sticks in my mind so much because it was, was just it was so it was so wild. That's like sh- yeah. Schlitz malt liquor bull. Now hey. that I don't remember ever. Yeah, Come I on, do man. remember that being that used to be that on malt liquor used to be marketed towards white folks. What? It did. If you look, if you pull up some of the older slips, I ain't talking about Zima. I'm talking about the bull. Yeah. If if you look at like Google some of the old ads, if you look at Slits Malt and even Colt 45. Man, let they, me look at this. Colt 45 yeah, used to be about for, for yeah. uh, and what? That's, yeah, no, that's Billy D. Billy D. Slits ran a um, taste test. Slits ran a taste test during the Super Bowl against I. I, I can't remember if it was Budweiser. They ran a taste oh, test and proved that more people prefer Schlitz than prefer Budweiser. What? And that was like 80 yeah, months shit like that. Damn, Schlitz more like a bull. I saw ads. I used to see ads every time. white folks wearing uh, like skiing. They were going skiing. That's what it was. There was a white dude drinking Schlitz on a ski lift. <laughs> With a blue bull. Yeah. Hey man, I don't see nobody white like in these Colt forty five commercials, my dude. I do well, I take that back. Billy D. Williams is hugged up with a white woman. <laughs> bruh. Bruh. Um, there's one I ain't I'm looking at one right now. <laughs> I ain't li- am I lying? Am I lying? Hey, hey Wig. Yo. I'm looking at one right now. And it's a white person? Yeah, white dude sitting in a bull hey. arena from 1970. It's like number three. Yeah, I told you. Yeah. What? Billy D was like I swear. Golly. Hey, did you see hey, that wait, picture wait, with wait, that Coke 45 uh, hoodie? That shit kind of hot. <laughs> Yo, my man. It, hey, he got like two or three of them because he's sitting in the middle of the woods too. And the tree Whoa, what? Fall on Are y'all hey, for real? I, just, I'm not making this up, man. Just type in uh, Coke 45 commercial. Hey, put it in the like group, man. Put it in. Hey, put it in the cra- in the chat. I gotta see this shit. Or just Google, Never, Google real slit, quick. Slits Get white. Back to the, go ahead, Buck. Go ahead, man. Sorry, who is that? Go ahead, Henderson. 
No, I'm saying just go ahead oh and Google white people, and all sorts of ads pop up. Oh gosh! Oh my gosh! I just want to ask: Does the tagline say "Don't take, don't let the smooth taste fool you" with the white woman? <laughs> oh no! That is <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah, this slits, but you know what? I'm seeing a lot of slits uh, ads, and yeah, they do, but not no slits won't lick a bull. Come on, man. This is crazy. All right. I, I just dropped a link, and it's like white people cozying up for some Colt 45. <laughs> <laughs> and they wearing spacesuits and shit. Like, I don't, I don't know what's oh going on. Oh, my God. What the? <laughs> like, word. What is this? <laughs> oh, know. man. Oh, Ted man. Danson. Ted Danson had a Colt 45 commercial. Are you, this is crazy. Yeah, so man. black people culturally appropriated Colt 45. <laughs> <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah. You know what? Nah. You know what it is. They did it. They did it like everything else. Because this ad that uh, Kendrick put in here is from the 60s, right? They did it just like whiskey. Yeah, they and, stole it from the slaves yeah, and it, acted like it was theirs first. And then they was like, we're done with it. You can have it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. They realized, was, they realized that it was bad for you. <laughs> it should tear your guts up. It towards us, because I, I know I'm pretty sure I can't find it now, but I do remember seeing like the champagne of beers ad, and it was some it was some malt liquor, dirty ass beer that they were that they were marketing, you know, towards white folks. It was called like the champagne of beer. Then obviously they gave that shit to us, and it became liquid crack. So. <laughs> Hey, I'm laughing at the little saying underneath this, John. Take off <laughs> in a completely unique experience. Yeah. Schlitz. <laughs> Colt 45. Yeah, that's a... It's, it's Miller High Life that's the champagne of beer. Yeah, that's what it is. That High Life, where we have been known to sip on that. It's that Lauren Brown shit. Oh, wait, <laughs> let me ask you a question, man. What's good? We got this division in the black community about this cigarette ban, right? Like, if, yep. you, if you look at some of these articles, right? Like, you got this black history professor, you know, chair of studies at VCU, right, going off about how these have been targeted at black people and how it's trash. And yeah, we need to ban it because yeah. we need to stop the racial health shit that's going on. And then you got Al Sharpton's punk ass. No offense, y'all. No, like that's that. true. Um, poverty pimping, talking about no, it'll be detrimental. Think about Eric Garner, which you know we all understand. But like to me, that feels like we're holding black people real small. Yeah, you know most definitely. We say y'all can't have this unhealthy, and black people just go, "Well, we gonna do it, and we gonna steal it, and sell it, and do that shit." Like that's just a small. To me, that's a small way to hold us as a people. Yeah, somebody's saying I'm trying to keep a job. Some <laughs> folks, I mean, some folks, some folks will be trying to bootleg some damn cools I, I get that but as a whole as a people no nah, i would just be like letting that shit go like okay shit folks some folks are gonna try some other cigarette you know that's it and and then they're not gonna like it they're not gonna like it and then it's, that it'll be over they'll quit like a lot of uh minorities did in canada like i said this yeah, thing look- happened already Canada is going to be against individuals, though. Like, I'm looking here, and it's like the FDA cannot and will not enforce against individual consumer possession or use of menthol cigarettes. Okay. Well, if they ban the production of them, they're not going to be available. I mean, you can get cigarettes from Mexico. Yeah, no, you're right. They won't be getting them from Canada. Yeah. I don't think they they smoke menthols overseas, at least from what I remember. Oh, yeah, the hell they damn do. No, they smoke yeah. with the charcoal in it. 
No, they smoke them junks when you you they got the little pop thing like them. Uh, what was it? Oh, the uh, crush. Yeah, like them crushes. Oh, you look fucking black <laughs> lung disease and shit like a minor. Damn. Oh, yeah, people gonna go back to smoking beaties. <laughs> oh man, those are long beaties. Hey, don't do that early too. They get early to smoking beaties and running. <laughs> Hey, yeah, I used to be a a, a heavy beady smoker. Hey, I will say that I will say this though: the extra long beaties, I I was yeah. selling them for a dollar each in '93, man, to some unsuspecting Southerners. <laughs> 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 Bruh, I had them cats geeking, boy. Forgive me, forgive me. They sold them beaties at that that Indian restaurant. Yeah, they did. I, I might have to slide through. <laughs> Nigga, don't smoke that. That's just those oh, uh, man. niggas that smoke cloves. Hey, cloves used to go hard. Europeans, them Dijarms. Europeans in my school used to always smoke them cloves. Yeah, Dijarms. Yep. And Dunhills. Things, them things was hidden, son. What you talking about, son? Look, see, I'm gonna check your profile picture, old black ass lips. <laughs> he said, I, I like the way, Lula, I, I like the way they make my lips right feel. Pause. Pause. Golly. Mm. Tell you, man, this is crazy. All right, last thing about Schlitz, though. It was pushed out as the vitamin beer back in the day. That's all I'm going to say. Vitamin beer? Yeah, vitamin beer. Sunshine vitamin uh, vitamin beer. Oh, so vitamin D, huh? Yeah. It had that oh. D in it. Had the mm-hmm. D. <laughs> Why is it going left like this? Man? I blame Henny, man. I blame Henny. No. He getting them uh, Dr. Brooks vibes. Dr. Brooks is normally big on it. All right, moving. Pause. Uh, hey, hey, hold up. You keep talking about me. I'm going to bring my damn dog lawyer sue the shit out of you. <laughs> Just want you to know that. I'm not fucking your around. La- your lawyer Watch dog? What you say. Oh, yes. my gosh. Don't make me bring the lawyer dog. Okay. Stupid. All right. All right. In the, in the chat room, we had some black people rules. The black people rules. They, sh- they sharing them. Um... What did y'all think about them rules before we before we start going into these? What did y'all think about it? Y'all don't even so, remember, y'all don't even remember so the rules, do y'all? No, one of them remember all of them off the top. Why but, not, man? But all the motherfuckers. God, but I, you know, I remember like one of them was like you know obviously if you black and you you walking around you got a hoodie on and that's that you know, ass. Make, you take that hoodie off and all that other shit, <laughs> or make sure you. But when you walk into a walk into a store, put your hands in don't walk in with your hands in your pockets or make sure that, that was you, one of them. Was yeah, that? that was one of them. The sales, the salespeople to let them know that you're a nice black person before you <laughs> <laughs> talk to them. Yeah, let them know I'm no, friendly. I, I'm, I'm a friendly black. All right, so let's or look. keep your composure. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Go All ahead. right, so the, it came out from uh, BuzzFeed. So it was an article in BuzzFeed talking about, hey, black people, uh, there's a lot of stuff. So they were receiving a lot of submissions from uh, their black readers um, on how to uh, work and kind of matriculate, if you will, in, in society. Uh, so number one, no matter how angry you get, 
you try to remain calm. If you raise your voice, even a little, regardless of what you say or how you say it, you are instantly labeled an angry black, even if you're right. I, I agree with that. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you have to take that that bass out your voice too, as a black man. Yeah, you got to flatten it out. You got <laughs> to flatline it now. And here's the thing: um, I remember when I started getting a little height to me as a young man. My dad yeah. said, um, and my dad's six 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 seven, um, but he told me when I was around certain people to make sure to smile uh, because it puts them at ease. And I was just like, what the hell is he talking about? But then I started noticing that you walk into a room and people kind of look like, oh shit, you know what I mean? It's a like, big black dude. I'm like, are you for real? Mm-hmm. Like, what? You like whatever he puts them at ease. Yeah, that you know what? And, 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 I, and I know that to be true. I know that to be true. I've sit there and, and walk places and all of a sudden people looking all scared. And I'm just like, I'll raise my hand like, yo, over here, man. Cause they, you know what I mean? They with me, but I came in first and they were just like, Ooh, okay. Not light skin dude. And then, and then he walked in and Oh shit. It's a black guy. He's a real black. This <laughs> is like, what, what does that even mean? Like, yeah, man. but, but yeah, smile. Uh, take the bass out your voice so not to scare people. And it's like, what? That's true. And we true. see it played out with when when the cop jump out the out the vehicle, he's shaking his gun at you like, nigga, hold it straight if you're going to point it at me. Like, God dang. Yeah. Uh, the freeze. Stop stuttering. Unfortunately, that's how a lot of people people get shot because motherfuckers just, they just scared of black folks in general for no damn reason. For none. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two. My mother taught me to always ask for a bag and a receipt, no matter how small the purchase, or you could be accused of stealing. Yeah, that's yeah, I find myself Back still doing that shit. All day and day. I still do that, John. I hold my receipt, receipt in my yes. hand. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. See this I receipt? That shit. <laughs> Straight up. Can I have a receipt? Do you like it? Yes, please. Well, yes, please. I don't even finish. Yeah. Don't put bass in my voice either. On this one, on this one, it was funny. The they talked about they gave an example. This lady walked into and and maybe I'm jumping ahead. Maybe I'm jumping ahead. Let me double check real quick. Yeah. Uh, cause there was something about some glasses. The lady had on some glasses. Oh, where they snatched them off her face. And they snatched them off her damn head. Stop. Uh talking about uh don't be spread it. You you might stretch them. She walked into a Gucci store. She had Gucci frames on, uh, but she had them sitting on top of her head. You know how folks do, you know. Uh, and they snatched them off her head, saying, "Stop! You 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 might stretch them." I can't imagine if Bruh. that would have happened to me. That would be ugly. I'm just going to jail. I'm just going to jail. There's no Number way that she snatched be... them without touching her head. Right. Number one would not be followed. <laughs> yeah right that's not but like happen. that but that's the whole thing of it right like these rules is like we we all teach our kids these rules and our family members these rules because we want them 
We want to keep them self safe, but it's also us relenting to the white supremacist system saying, okay, yeah. we'll do all these things for you so that you can be comfortable, so that you can feel fucking safe. Meanwhile, the whole time we're uncomfortable and we don't fucking feel safe. It's yeah, but we don't work. matter. We don't, yeah, we don't matter. We don't matter to yeah. them, but I matter to me. And I'm like, I'm, I'm fucking done. Like, if, like, listen, man, I'm at, I'm 40, shit, I'll be 46 soon. My son's almost out of college. I lived a good life. If you're going to kill me, kill me already, dogs. Like, real talk. Because, like, I'm not I'm not fucking cowering. Like, I'm not going to live the rest of my life on my fucking knees for these motherfuckers, right? Like, yeah. it's just not it's just not fucking happening. And, like, I, I acknowledge, like, I say that with some privilege, right? Because I know I got fire-ass fucking lawyers on my side. But they might not get to them if the cops roll through and shoot, shoot my ass, right? And I'm just yeah. like, you know what? I'm not going to beg. I'm not going to fucking grovel. Like, I'm not even allowed to talk to the cops when we get pulled over in my car, like my girl does all the talking. Like I just sit there and keep my fucking mouth shut because she already know I'm nothing but trouble. Well, you know what? It's funny that you mentioned uh, getting pulled over because number three, as, mm. a, as a black man, my father taught me when pull, uh, when being pulled over by the police to pull your reg- your insurance and registration out of the glove box and keep it ready on your seat. That way you don't have to reach in the glove box when the police are at your window pull your phone out too oh uh, yeah yep Th- that would be a good one my my like my well not my license but my registration and ins- proof of insurance are in my visor right now so i have a story to go with number three. First got my license was on 64 going home in my dad's car balling on 64 85 miles an hour Mm. And I saw the stage, you know how they used to hide in the cut in the, in the center of the median? They're always hiding in the anyway, cut. Yep. So oh, uh, cop came out, pulled my ass over, and I'm so damn nervous. My ass is looking in the glove compartment for the registration and the insurance card. You wild. Yeah, I'm 16 years old. I already had to talk and everything, just scared shitless. Dad's going to kick my ass. Cop knocks on the window. State trooper, white guy, says his draw. says, son, next time you get pulled over, please don't do that next time. Save my fucking life. So I was lucky that night. Ever since then, just waited. But, yeah. <laughs> man, who's scratching their balls? Like, what the hell is that? You're <laughs> Some dry ass balls. Hey, number four. Oh, yeah, man. As a black <laughs> as a black woman in a predominantly white area, I make it a point of approaching staff first in stores when I walk in. I ask an uh what? Innocuous question. Innocuous. Yeah. Innocuous question in a friendly high-pitched voice even if i don't need anything they seem no. to feel safer around me and no. do not follow me when i do this first I I shit. fuck all that nah. yes hi how's yeah. it going where are your <laughs> where's your ball lotion <laughs> <laughs> like I am in desperate need. Oh uh, yes, I have dry ass balls. 
and I'm hoping you could direct me to the lotion. Yeah, that's up, you know, that folks even have to, have to do that. I usually, I usually just go up and I'd be like, what's y'all security system here? How long is it going to take y'all to respond? How much shit you think I can steal out of here before y'all really catch me, though? Golly. And they'd be like, <laughs> and I'd be like, <laughs> so you were saying it's like about five minutes. <laughs> How much time? My God. And then, then I get the old five-finger discount. <laughs> like, stupid. Hey, where, where y'all keep the diamonds? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Y'all got a safe in the back still? Or... Yeah, you got to ask if it's a time lock safe or it's a combination. You can't get them in time lock. That is so messed up. And uh, usually that shit. disarms them because they're like, this motherfucker just threatened to steal from us. That's funny. And I'd be like, yeah, it is. Okay, uh, see you later. Bye. Thank Stupid. you. Number five, as a black woman, I usually keep my college jacket in the car. If I have to go to the emergency room, I'll receive better treatment if doctors see that I have an, a higher education. God, God damn it. Dang. No. Uh, Serena Williams and showed them that's bullshit because they don't think black women feel pain, man. Sheesh. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's weird. This is some bull. This list is crazy. Right, like you rich as Serena and you almost die giving birth because the doctors ain't taking what you're saying serious. Yeah. Like ain't no hope for your damn letterman jacket. Oh yeah. Kyle, saw they don't think mean that. They, I saw they, you they, Serena. You're fine. You're fine. White folks don't think black folks period feel pain. So that's why they're the big losers in this whole damn um, prescription meds thing is because white folks been getting pain meds for so long and they ain't even in no pain. We can't get them, so it's hard to get addicted to something you can't have. Right. You know what, though? You know what's funny about uh, that? Is when um when I was at Com Comcam, um, you know, I would go, I would go to the, the dock or whatever, and I'd be like, like my knees were destroyed. And before y'all make a joke, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Let him finish. Let him finish. <laughs> we can't let him finish because I don't know where this is going. Let him finish. Let him finish. You bitches. Um, <laughs> every time I would go to the dock and I would I would notice that like other people in the squadron were, were able to get like real pain meds. Mm. And they didn't have to go. They didn't have to go through shit. They just asked the doctor. But if I went and asked for pain meds, it was like twenty questions, yo. <laughs> it, was, it was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Like, go through. Oh, uh, you hey, like rug burns. Yo, you are so right, dude. Because it was just like, uh, it's just part of getting older. Yeah. Yo, he like, said that joke to me, and I'm just like, bruh, I'm hurting. This is stupid. Part of getting older. I was like, wow, okay. Okay. Meanwhile, motherfuckers are on a lunch break. Popping perks. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's fun. Got these perks. Percocet. No doubt. Molly Percocet. Pushing Pete. Sipping (laughs) weed. What the hell? Oh, man. Number six. I'm from Louisiana where they still have sundown towns. Avoid wow. them at all costs. Make sure you got a full tank of gas. That's the most accurate shit on here. Like you ain't shit you can do to change that. Sundown towns, man. 
That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, it is, but I mean, look, I mean, that's that's part of America. Like, if you live in that, live in the South, some of the areas out there, man, like you can't you can't be black, you know, driving through certain spots and shit. Down in Mississippi, boy, everywhere. Man, see, I that's can't true. be doing all that, man. I can't, I can't do it, man. I, I, I just don't have a, I don't have a heart for it, man. I'm gonna do like they do and just shoot first and ask questions later. I can't do it. Uh, number seven. I'm a black woman, relatively new to my mostly white neighborhood. When I take a walk for exercise, I always walk in the middle of the street, not too close to houses on either side. I wear reflective gear. And I avoid staring too closely at any of the houses. <laughs> wow. I often think of Ahmaud Arbery while I'm walking. That's so they're just going to say this nigga's crazy walking in the middle of the street. Yeah, that's what I'm just like. God <laughs> damn. Yeah. I mean, I see it though. I see it out here. But at the same time. do that in the suburbs. Why would I want to move somewhere in the suburbs? Like why would you want to do what? Why would I want to move to a neighborhood like that? Well, but see, see, that's that's that weird stuff. You want to move to an affluent neighborhood because why they got better schools, they got this, they got a Publix, yeah. they got a whatever. You see what Take I'm saying? <laughs> that chicken in Publix be going hard, son. Sell on watermelons. But um, what's crazy is black people often don't do it. There's some statistic out there, and it's something like, I would say like 30, 40% of black people live in a neighborhood that um the the median income is significantly less than what they're making right like so even when black people get money they they still they either don't move or they struggle to get spots because we all know how we all know how that's been working for years the red line rentals and shit um they struggle to get spots in these so-called affluent neighborhoods man like they really be on some bullshit rich people be selling their houses off market man yeah crazy um moving on i'm looking at some notes about that terry cruz mess i don't know if we're gonna get to it but uh something we could talk about on all it is faded um if we we can get around to it speaking of which listeners if you haven't had the opportunity check out all that is faded on youtube pretty good stuff um and you can see and you can see our faces. This nigga's voice. <laughs> you like when I do that junk? He's going to the store. <laughs> He's gonna buy a bag of Hey, clothes. I'm just I was wondering if you guys had any brown sugar. Um, had any brown sugar. <laughs> uh number eight. I was taught to be an overachiever because no one expects a black woman, you can put man in there as well, to be yeah. smart and well spoken. I'm not expected to have a voice in anything, and many are shocked when I do. They are astounded when I can verbalize my thoughts and opinions in multi-syllable words. Melanin and ovaries do not cancel out intelligence and reason. Like I said, you could put in uh, man as well on on that one. I'm pretty sure Kendrick can probably speak to this, given that profession that he's in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she said she said it, dog. Like the number of times I get told I'm well spoken, even still to this day, <laughs> yep, yep, like, yep. the worst. Bruh. I started wearing this T-shirt that said, "Don't let these degrees fool you." So motherfuckers, stop talking to me. Damn. 
Uh, it's, it's yeah. Do you wear that in the office? Uh, not at the moment. <laughs> but I'm wearing that shirt to the office. Oh, my office knows. We got we blackity black at my office. My executive director, my deputy is black. Our legal director is black. I'm the policy director. I'm black. Like we real black. Mm. Oh, safe space. Oh, God, these menthols go hard. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's why your balls dry. Smoking the menthols. <laughs> <laughs> that won't me scratching, man. Uh, number nine, never, ever put your hands in your pockets. This is the one that Henny was talking about earlier. No, it's good, but what? Shit. The what was that? Damn, what? What's going? It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> Them dry balls are good, I guess. That was that was like interesting. Mango. Uh, maybe you can help me out. I'm actually, I'm actually trying to get a hold of someone that can. Uh, I have a member to <laughs> Oh, that's a, that's Cleveland. <laughs> look, he put look he up there code switching, man. You see him anyway? Uh, I'd like a mango cigarette, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you can't make this shit up. Uh, yeah, never ever put your your hands in your pockets while walking around a store. Uh, if you don't want to give them a reason to follow you around or call the police, your hands need to be visible at all times. I let them follow me around the store. You like it. Too. You like oh, the shit. attention. <laughs> I do. Right, <laughs> uh, ah, you turn it into like a game of tag or something where they got to try to find you and shit. They do. Hiding by the mannequins. I randomly pick up shit and then you know, like start speeding up my walking and pick that shit on another shelf. And... <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, you know what you do, man. You just pick up something and walk straight to them and be like, hey, you think I can fit this in my pants? <laughs> just just be oh, like, shit. what? You think I, hey, you think I can walk through the metal detector with this? I'm like, what? Number 10, as a black man, never get into an elevator with a woman alone. Always wait for the next one. God <laughs> dang. No, that's not Woo. You know what the weird thing about it is? Is I don't think I ever knew that that was a rule. But, but you I, yeah. <laughs> see? You do it? Mm-hmm. Let's turn Garcia from public Yeah, care. I do that. I don't, I don't, um, I don't um, how you do um, I have a Mute your mic. Mute your mic. For the red flag. Mute your mic. It is Oh, oh my God! All kind of information. Hey, I'm gonna just bring it down for a hot second, cause uh, yeah, uh, whoo, okay, that was crazy. Listen, man, I don't get in an elevator with people now, cause I see uh, how they acted before and after the pandemic. They don't wash their hands. They don't. They don't, oh, they don't wash their legs. That's another discussion. Legs, you hear about that? They did this whole survey, and like something like sixty percent of white people don't think they have to actually actively wash their legs in the shower. What? Yeah, Google it, man. Google it. They don't want. They don't. They think well, they don't have to watch. They come out. Oh, the soap runs down. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, that's gosh. the thing. That's nasty. Motherfuckers actually uh, think they don't have to wash yeah. their feet either. That's and they don't nasty. Zero one zero. Hey, you know what though? I will say this, man. Hey, I had to pee so bad one time. I was in Walmart, so I went to the bathroom. Right as I'm hand. peeing, right, I hear this dude up in there grunting. Like something crazy, like yo, he full fledged. You hearing the plop plop and everything, right? This dude did not wash his hands, man. 
He walked right past me and out the door. And I'm just looking there, washing my hands, looking like, what the? Like, are you serious? And his legs was probably dirty. And, <laughs> dirty. and he had dirty legs. <laughs> and he had dirty legs. Oh, dirty leg mother. God dang. You know, he was, he was probably smoking a Marlboro. He wasn't smoking on Newport. I'll tell you that. I'm trying much. to hit the stinky leg. <laughs> yeah. They done brought new meaning to that junk now. Like, you're doing it all wrong. You're doing oh, it all man. wrong. Let me see. Um, I know total TY. This man right here doing the most. Cleveland, Cleveland is wilding out, man. Damn, he he gonna get caught up in the honey pot. They gonna get his ass. <laughs> he giving away all the information. Exactly, man. All right, um, number number eleven. Something I know I have to be careful of in public as a person mixed with white and black is remembering which parent I'm with and how to act. This is called code switching. I have to make sure I act okay so I'm not labeled as ghetto with my mom or whitewashed with my dad. Hmm. I mean, clearly, I don't know who has to, who's able to identify with that, but um, I guess that's the thing. Codes, well, we are code switching. No, no, no. I'm talking about in in this specific instance. You know, racial, and you have to go. Yeah, mixed people, mixed people be acting like they going through it, man. I'm not saying they're not, but they they talk about it a lot, right? Like, oh, I wasn't accepted by either side, and yada yada. yada. I've heard that. And like, I mean, like, so for me, like, I'm not mixed like that. Like, I'm like 12 percent white, but like. For me, it was just the way I talked. I used to get trashed by kids. Oh, I, oh, where are you from? Blah, 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 blah. Because I, yeah. I talk white, as they put it, or whatever. But, like, it's really not that serious. We we raising some soft-ass kids right now. Bitches. <laughs> Young bitch. <laughs> uh, number, oh, before that goes out. When, what number? Number. 12. Are we on 12 already? Mm-hmm. Yep. Sheesh. This is crazy. Crazy. Deranged. Hey, did he come out with some new John? I thought I saw him doing something new. I think it did say that Martin Lawrence has another. I don't know if he has a special, but he said that he's back on the road doing stand up. Oh, wow. Okay. I wonder if it's in in his goods. It's probably trash. You think? He just ain't ain't the same. He just ain't the same. All right. Number 12. Let's let's, go. Let's do this. (laughs) You was wrong for that. Uh, No matter how cold or windy it is, my hood stays off and my earbuds slash headphones stay off of my ears. Damn. I wear a hoodie every single day, dude. Um, That's because you're a thug. I mean, first of all, it's like 80 degrees out here, so they probably think I'm carrying. (laughs) Hey, might be. I mean, they, hey, you know, whatever though. That's they won't know. But um, yeah, I'm not taking my hood off for nobody, yo. I'd probably tell my son to, you know what I mean? Just just because he's young and they, I mean, he's only six right now. But you know, obviously, when he gets older, yeah. Um, but me myself, I feel like I'm too grown for that shit. Like, that's not a, that's not a thing. Okay. I tell my son to keep this hood off too, but I keep one earbud out though. I mean, I'm not a fool just to be walking down the street with two earbuds on black. Oh, yeah. You're going to get done up. Yeah. 
Uh, speaking of thugs, even light skinned thugs like the two we're talking to here, uh, as a black man, <laughs> as a black man who loves hip hop, I often have to censor the music that I listen to so I won't be judged as a thug like Henry no. and Cad. No, because you hear white people listening to ignorant shit. They they do that, but they can do that. They're allowed white to do that. Hey, I was pumping a uh, million dollar pussy the other day. I don't. Step. Wait a minute. Wait. The song <laughs> or a chick with a million dollars? Remember now, y'all got spouses. Don't be putting your shit out there. <laughs> Don't. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was pumping Nigga, this million dollar pussy. Dialing he back. did say that. He was pumping some million dollar pussy. He I did like say that. that. He said that. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I do it. I, I censor when I'm in the car. And I <laughs> oh, I was like, huh? <laughs> you doing it? Too? Oh, oh yeah. boy! Pumping away, hey, pump away, pump away. Hey, bro, I got shit to do. Do, with this. do you do it because you're a black man, or do you do it because of your position? Mm. That's a good question. Yeah, it's, it's probably it's question. probably a combination. It's probably a combination of both, um, you know, because I, I mean, I live in Seattle, man. It's only 6% black here, so it's like whiter than whiter than white. Mm-hmm. I mostly do it because I'm not trying to give my neighbors any reason to think that I'm the one stealing packages and shit. <laughs> there he is. Get him. They got cameras for that shit now on their doorbell, so. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, those are facts. Uh, con- <laughs> continuing God dang, why I keep going down to the top? Going up to the top, I should say. Um, Here we go. Number 14. As a black man, if there is a white woman in line, you stand back far enough so you cannot touch her by mistake or be accused of touching her. Man, so that's dirty. Hmm. I mean, usually it's not us that have that problem. Usually that's them that be trying to get all up in your space and shit. I don't know. I mean, that's a hard one. Like, what if she got, like, a fat ass? What if she got a fat ass, though? (laughs) (laughs) I can remind you that these are the opinions of... Exactly. Hey, I'm so joking, man. I'm so joking. Consent, consent. No, consent. I'm just saying you want to look back far. You, you. I mean, that helps you. You want to stand back far enough so you can look at it good. No, sir. Mostly just personal space. Like I feel like there's certain. He said no. <laughs> certain communities that want to be all up on top of you in the line. I was so glad. No, that That's a pervert move, man. That's a pervert right. move, honestly. I mean, half the time I got a cart full of shit in front of me anyway, so there's plenty of room. Uh, number fifteen. Knowing that I'll be followed when shopping in high-end stores, I have product-related questions prepared for when they... (laughs) That's true. This is true. Oh, my gosh. Replying with no thank you. I'm just browsing makes their suspicion jump. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. suddenly, I have an unofficial entourage. Uh, I'm a college-educated black man about to turn 40, but I still have to play these sorts of silly games. It, it can be very exhausting. Just, that, is, that is absolutely true because 
Um, you know, I, I wear a lot of Ralph. You do. And, and there have been a lot of times where, I mean, since I wear this shit on a daily, usually when I go in the store, like I already got a grip of the shit on. And there have been times where I've gone in there and I'm, you know, I'm looking around and they say, hey, you know, do you need any help? And I'd be like, nah, you know, I'm good. And then I'll get, you know, get off the rack and you know, go into the dressing room. I'm, I'll tell you, man, there'd be like two or three people strategically placed, either like checking hangers in the in the in the joint, folding like, t-shirts. Yeah, man, there'd be like two more. You know what I'm saying? As soon as I come out to see, you know, if my my shirt is you know bulging or whatever the hell, like, like I don't need to steal nothing out of this bitch. Like, you know, cool out. But I always notice that you know they fuck with me before they start messing with anybody else in the store. Anybody else dealing with the fuckery? No, I'm not a thug, so I don't have that problem. <laughs> they fuck with me all the time. This nigga tried to label me a thug. <laughs> hey, a wig labeled you a thug. I'm just running with it. Hey, I ain't calling you a thug. I just saying you got some thug tendencies. <laughs> Happens. Oh my god. I, usually, I don't know. I I don't I don't feel like I got them issues, but I might have them. Bruh, I just don't realize it. You do. Normally, I know more about their product line than they know. So if I'm going somewhere and I'm like, hey, you got the new, you know, filling. Yeah. So you are asking them dumb questions. Okay. Gotcha. No, I want to know. Point me. Uh, first of all, I hate going in the goddamn store. Mm, I yeah. just want to get in, get my shit, and get the fuck out. I ain't trying to hang out. I ain't trying to get shot. These little niggas are shooting everybody. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you this because so, in, in a in a previous episode, you 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 had a major flex when you were talking about uh, picking up some hay for your horses. Now I want to ask I want to ask you this: when you were picking up said hay, has there ever been a time when someone assumed that you were picking it up for your boss? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That was a good question. It's a good question, though. It's a question. Because <laughs> the first thing that came to mind was Django. Yes. What's that nigga doing with horses? Ah, usually, no. Usually, by the time we go to do something, we know more about whatever the subject is than they know. So it has happened, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 I mean, understood. That's all you had to say. Never smoked the hay. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's all you had to say, man. That's all in the middle of the barn. In the middle of the damn barn. Nah, we don't have no issues like that. I don't know. Maybe it's the people that I interact with on the daily or the places I go. I don't have too many problems like that. Okay. I usually try to make people like, like they have to kind of bow down to me. I'm not with that. Sh- I'm not with that Mickey Mouse bullshit, man. I'm not with that Mickey Mouse bullshit. It's, if I go somewhere for a product, I don't care if it's high end or low end. I'm going to read them the riot act. I'm going to check their chin and I'm going to... Look, I ain't about to start doing all this damn flex. Something. Let's just say I've had issues at high-end places and people got their heads so off. I'm really about that. But it had it was more to do with the customer service. I wouldn't even worry about the race. I'm not worried about my race because I'm not losing this battle. I don't care if I was Indonesian. Okay. 
Well, that's what's up, man. More power to you. Hey, I'm not going to finish uh, reading the list. There are several more. Again, you could check uh, check this out on BuzzFeed. It's an article written by Morgan Sloss. Check it out. Black people yeah. sharing the rules. Sharing the nigga rules. Okay, that sounds awful. What? <laughs> I thought I took the green book or something. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible. Carl took the goddamn green book. Came me up on the damn show. The oh my god! Like what? Oh my goodness! That's oh. what, that's what we're doing now. Hey, I have to. Uh, I, I I don't know. That's all. That's all we have for today. Uh, I had a topic though. What what topic? Go. What you going Hey, we doing it on uh I think that might be a uh, all of this faded topic. I bet you. I can feel it. Y'all might have to talk about it by yourself, but <laughs> See? You just going you, you going to say something and then bounce? Come on, man. That is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Hey, I got to thank all of y'all up in this mug. Cad, Dr. Brooks, Beta Savage, Henny Love from Up Above Cleveland, and of course, our special guest, Kendrick Washington the second. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate Send me you. back, man. This was too much fun. Oh, yeah, indeed. Hey, make sure y'all got everything tuned in. Shout out to our to two of our sponsors, Safira and Early and Sons Barbering. Uh, make sure you're tuned in and you catch all of the podcasts that we like to call All That Ish. 